the education system, you guys don't teach each other to think about anything. You just tell the little kids to memorize things so they never learn to think for themselves. So they're stupid. And it's 50, 60 years um, of devoutness. Of devoutness in 50, 60 years. And you haven't read the whole book. One book. There's just, there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. If I had killed it 25 years ago, I'd be out. <laughs> Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, a.k.a. Almighty the DJ. And my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. Very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at Pod on Instagram. The God and me, honors the God. And each and every one of you today, we have Earl Eugene Hooks, my father, yet again. He was on episode 68. It's kind of crazy that I even remember like these numbers yeah. sometimes. I'll be pulling <laughs> I'll be out. thinking about that too. 68. Like uh, you just know them. What like, was uh, top like They've that. already done it. That was the name <laughs> of the episode. And do you remember yeah. why that was the name of it? Uh, I, I do not. It's because you said that. They, the the ever looming they that everyone's always talking about, have already gotten inside of our minds and implanted the virus. That's why you up on the mountain. That's why you are within the mountain. They've already done it exactly. Um, so I think we should do a, a vibe check at the beginning of this. So far, how are you doing today? We haven't even spoke. You, we, my dad, and I've just been in here talking for the past hour. Hey, look, how are you, Keon? Look, like, look, don't don't even be worried about me when I do that. I I try to just be an active listener. Sometimes I like to. I mean, you look. You know, I take a backseat every 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 so often. I just like to listen. I like to hear what you guys are talking about. You know, what I'm saying it's not that often that I'm around you and your dad. So it's like I'm just I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Yeah. But um outside of that, man, I'm doing really well. Um, you know, I can't really I can't really complain. I try not to. It's nice you know out it's nice outside. Yeah, today. it feels pretty good outside. I thought about going fishing, but I'm not. I'm gonna be responsible, go home and do my homework because I got a busy weekend ahead of me. Um, so you know, I'm a I'm a you know, I'm just chilling, man. You know, do you know I what just, he's doing? Are you aware? I am not. Okay. What do you feel real quick? Yeah, he what? doesn't know that you're like what you're working towards. Oh, um, so I started I started going back to school a couple of couple years ago. I'm um, trying to get my degree in uh, IT. Okay. Yeah. So Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I'm trying to just I, I I wasn't always in the computers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I I took the road uh, less traveled, you can say. Someone that doesn't really have a ton of experience, just trying to put myself out there, yeah. jump into a field that is you know going to be lucrative and yep. provide me with some some extra uh, sustainability. Mm-hmm. throughout my life uh financially so um you know it's been quite a journey um right now i'm focusing on the networking aspects of uh the it world just uh, learning about how networks work and how they're put together mm-hmm. um but I'm, I'm having some fun with it i'm not gonna act like it's it's not it's not easy you know what i'm saying i was talking to earl yesterday about just some of the stuff that i'm learning there's so many acronyms you know what i'm saying and there's so many things to memorize um, I do intend on taking my Network Plus certification at some point this year. I'm thinking probably like late summer, early fall, something like that. But um, you know, that's the road I'm on right now. It's 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 inspiring. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm inspiring myself just because of the fact that I'm doing it. It's just mm. you know what I'm saying. Like because like we were talking about on the last pod with Brad just about the, all the things that you think about doing that make you happy. I'm entering this point of happiness. 
where I'm not thinking about it, but I'm I'm just doing it. And that's also making me happy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just the fact that I got past that thinking about it step. Because this is like my this is like my third stint in college or taking college courses. Mm. You know, I tried it when I was like 18. It didn't work out. I tried it again like when me and you were kind of like jumping, dabbling in it a little bit when we were um still, still living together. Yeah, so that would have been 20. 14, 21, 15. 22 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Um, and then I stopped yeah. again. And, you know, I don't you know, I don't know if it's cliche, but third time's a charm. That's what, they, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they always say. Yeah. And I don't know, right now it's working, it's working out for me. I think I'm just in a good place to actually do it and want to do it and to succeed. So, you know. That's 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 what I'm well, doing right well, now. Well, again, you weren't into computers before, really, any of this shit at Not all. Not really. And no. so I find it, I th- I think it's really good for you that you have now found this. Would you call it network technician? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm like the what you know, there's I'm reading this really large ass book by Mike Myers. <laughs> um, uh, just it's basically a, just a book to study for the Network Plus certification. Um. There's a new test that comes out every three years. So I think I'm in the last year for this particular test. So it's like if I don't take it by like, I think it's next July, it'll be a new test with a new book. Now, granted, there are, you know, a lot of the stuff is the same. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff that that is going to be in the new book is the same stuff. But the, you know, the technology as it goes and, you know, new things are coming about, they're going to update these books. Mm. So it's not to say that I would fail if I tried to take the new test, but there would be some aspects of that new test that are in that new book that I don't know about. Well, I was more so just remarking on the fact that you went into something that you didn't really care for, for the lucrative aspect, which most people do. But then within it, you found something that you actually like because you just started saying that this technician part of it, you actually find interesting and you find yourself retaining way more information way more information than all the other stuff that you were. Yeah. So the first few chapters in the book were a lot of, you know, just a lot of, a lot of mumbo jumbo, a lot of introductory stuff. Um, And going into the book, I thought that I wanted, you know, I was just going to be like a network administrator, someone that's behind the computer, making sure that all everything is flowing correctly and all that good stuff. But I got to, I think like chapter five or six. in As far as like programming, like that's what they're doing. There's network administrators are doing actual programming. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of programming to it. Like when you're looking at the screen, it just there's a lot of mumbo jumbo, a lot of just accent marks and what letters. Lo- and what numbers. looks like us to the the matrix. Yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah. pretty much. Um, but those guys, from what I understand, are just doing a lot of monitoring. They're just making sure that you know the networks are working, the things are being received, the information is traveling, and the data is going where it needs to go. Understood. Efficiently and effectively. But I got to this chapter in the book where I'm learning about how they actually put the networks together. Like they go into the building, they're, you know, they're going into these telecommunication rooms where all the servers and whatnot are, and they're they're linking these 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 uh you know the coaxial cables and the fiber optic cables through the ceilings. Oh, you're educated. (laughs) You're 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 educated. (laughs) They're linking them through the ceilings and the way and You know, when they go through the ceilings, these things, these things are called runs. They're running the cable. They just call them runs. And they're going into, you know, into the work areas, into your outlets, into your computers, into your telephones. And so far, this is what I'm finding the most 
in, I, I find that I'm most I'm the most interested in mm. is the actual running of the cables and setting the systems up. Um, funny enough, it's actually one of the harder parts of the whole, you know, the whole networking universe is running cables mm. is not fun. Yeah, from yeah. from what I'm hearing, mm. um, especially <clears throat> especially if you're in like a large, you know, corporate facility, building yeah, yeah. or facility somewhere, it's 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 a tough task. But there's something about just just putting something together and making it work that I that I really enjoy. Mm. Versus, it's very, just, it's very manly of you. It's a, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very man like thing. It's a very blue collar. Yeah, it's, it's just a very man thing. I mean, you know, there's a, I mean, there's just been studies that you know men are just a lot of them traditionally, conventionally are into yeah. just putting shit together. They like they like putting little gadgets and things together, which is why you have the engineering yeah. uh, field the way that you do, mostly filled with men and that women traditionally care about humans, which uh -huh. is why you have the healthcare system or you right. know, the nursing facilities and things like that, right. in, in, that in that area. But now there, there are quite a few women that would argue the fact mm -hmm. that the reason that they're there, because basically women are have more aptitude in, in math mm -hmm. skills, which a lot of coding and IT does take, True. but because they've been kind of pushed into that arena with care uh, because they just felt, you know, women, motherhood, uh, being in the home. Mm -hmm. So you've got a lot of people who will argue the fact. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've they, heard that. they have the ability and, and sometimes the ability may be greater. Uh, Rick and I talked a lot about that too, because, uh, Women are more meticulous, and meticulousness is what really counts in putting together networks and ITs and all those different types of things. So, yeah. so where a man will let that wire hang, a woman may be <laughs> like, "That needs to be fixed." Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's. there's a little, I mean, just a little twist to that, but I mean, yeah. there's yeah, there's a there's a, a ton of overlap for sure. I mean, for for instance, I happen to have a ton of what they would say are like feminine qualities. Like I, I tend to, I mean, I have a meticulousness mm -hmm. and it happens to be geared towards people, mm -hmm. humans in their human experience, which mm -hmm. is why I feel like I, I fare the way that I do in human interaction. I mean, there's, yeah, there's tons of overlap and there's yeah. tons of different uh, factors to take into account. These are yeah. conventionally traditional you know, <laughs> ideas, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for you, Keon. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. Thank you, know, you man. Re reinvent reinventing yourself. Well, not reinventing yourself, but continuing the, you know, the path. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, no, I like that reinventing yourself because yeah. I I feel like that's what's happening. I often feel like I'm just like you know, this this butterfly coming out of the cocoon. You know, but I but unfortunately, I was in the cocoon for a long time, mm. like much longer than I felt like I should have been, mm. just in that cocoon slowly slowly transforming into something better something more beautiful um but the fact is is that i did it very slowly mm. now granted you know maybe that's what maybe that's what should have happened maybe that was that's what was supposed to happen maybe i needed that time to really figure myself out um and and you know that's all good um but you know what i'm what i'm not trying to do is just rush anything you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm really trying to be patient with this yeah. with this whole process because I'm not a full time student, you know, because I don't really have the time to take 
14, 12, 16 credits. Um, it's just it's just not going to work for me in my life right now. So I'm trying to just not take any of that into account and be mad at myself for anything like that because I want this to move faster. Mm, so, yeah. But, you know, I, I am very happy with what I'm doing, though. It feels really good to just really just be elevating myself, elevating my mind, learning something new. Like is I'm I'm really I'm more open to it now than I'm than I've ever been. Mm. So yeah, we should pan over and ask you how you're doing. I'm Bob, Bob. <laughs> I, I'm I'm, fa- I'm fantastic, especially yeah. sitting here with uh, you and Keon having discussion. Yeah, uh, you, you weren't here last time, Keon, so yeah. you didn't get to do this. So yeah, 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 didn't get to do it. You you weren't here. Yeah, yeah, it it happens. Life happens. I don't know why I wasn't here that day. But you but. know, the funny thing is you, you weren't here and we talked about you uh, not reading books and we're here today <laughs> and you're reading books, big, thick books. Yes, so look, I am. Look, yes, look, I am. Look at the change there. I, you know what? I I really do. You want to have this conversation? <laughs> I really, no, I really, there's a, there's a part of me, a part of my brain, a part of my soul that's just like, Keon, pick up a damn book, just a regular, just a book. Just not one that you have to read because you're taking this class. Just pick up a book. Pick a book. Okay. Just a book. You know what I'm saying? But there's a, um the book. Uh, what's the book that we were talking about that uh, Shippy was telling you about? Outwitting the Devil by Outwitting Napoleon the, Hill. Yeah. Okay. So Earl put some some excerpts. Am I saying that? Excerpts. Yeah, excerpts. <laughs> Ex- excerpts. And um, from the book. Some syrup. The, 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 some you syrup. put some syrup on it. <laughs> the C comes after the X. <laughs> um, look, it's not a word that I use often, yeah, so okay. I had to, you know. But um, he put some uh, some pieces of the book there you in, go. Our, in our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the stuff that, that he was that he was talking about, I was like, you know what? That, that stuff makes a lot of sense. I feel like I might be able to get something out of this book. So I'm I'm thinking about borrow. I plan to borrow the book whenever it's done. Uh, whenever he's done with it. Hey man. You know. Hey, listen. You know, no one has to read anything. <laughs> no one has to read anything. They don't have to do anything. I gave you a book a long time ago. I've seen where you're at, and it's not a big deal. Like we don't. No one has to read anything. What I will say for anybody that maybe this this will pique their interest. Again, the Napoleon Hill book. He was a a thinker, a vocateur, author, all business owner, and, and mogul, really, of the early 20th century. 1938, he wrote this manuscript, Outwitting the Devil. His wife, his family was like, we're not putting this shit out. Like, this is this is crazy. You're talking about having conversations with the devil. We don't know if this is some higher form of consciousness that you feel as though you've tapped into or that you feel like you really had some transcendental you know, I don't know, voyage and you spoke to the devil, you're you're not delineating which is which in the mm. book. So we're not putting this out because it's 1930 fucking eight. Like we're not <laughs> we're not doing that. Yeah. And then it got passed on just I, I think, you know, a couple of generations, but yeah, like no one wanted to put it out in the family. And then it finally came out in 2011. And I was telling him the other day we went out for wings and I was saying, man, it's, it's just it's a fucked up book. Either you read it and because it, at the end of the day, the devil's talking about how it has 98% of people in its grasp. Mm. Okay. It's a lot of people. That is. And so the thing, the question you have to ask yourself is, well, am I a part of the 98%? Statistically speaking, I would be, right? Or am I part of the 2%, which he calls non-drifters? Mm-hmm. And you have the drifters. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not willing to have... <laughs> 
an extremely honest conversation or a look at yourself or a look at the nature of human beings, that book is not going to be fun for you. <laughs> it's not going to be fun for you because they, they, I mean, it's like 250 pages. They very, very concisely put down its interview style yeah. with the devil. Okay. Or in another way, half of all of the energy in the cosmos, half negative, half positive. And it's interview style. You have this devil telling him all of his clever little tricks in all of the ways, oh, phone, in all of the ways that that the devil or this negative energy, this just maleficent, you know, this maleficent energy of the universe grabs a hold of people. And when they get into education and religion and the way that parents raise their children underneath a bunch of fear and it just you may start looking at it and you may want to shut the book. Mm-hmm. It depends on what type of person you are. So it's uh it's it's quite it's quite interesting. It's it's quite interesting. But it's it's a it's a great book. I thought it was a great I thought that it was easily the most instantaneously impactful book mm-hmm. that I've read. Instantaneously right. impactful book. You just like it just immediately got did something for In, immediate now there have been some other books like that, but this book I'm reading it and I feel my mind expanding. Mm-hmm. I feel that happening. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of the things that I have thought about in life just reiterated in the book by someone from 1938 mm-hmm. in just, I mean, in a, in a very eloquent way. But I was like, oh, I was thinking about that when I was meditating two weeks ago. Did, did Shiffy say that he read this book? Or he yeah, like, okay, yeah. He what said, did he think about it? He said that he thought that I would enjoy it. Okay, but that, he didn't. He, really... did, he didn't go. Nope. He just said, okay. "You know what? I think that you might enjoy this book." Okay. Okay. That's, that's really all he said. Okay. Is that there was an honest conversation with the devil, and this guy came out of it with some gems. Okay. I'm. I'm going to read the book. I'm going to read the book. Well, tell me this: what correlation or mirror image or reverse negative image do you think that book has? Because you've read Conversations with God, correct? Who was that by? Conversations you, with God? Which one? I don't know. Yeah, the four. The four uh, oh, then yes, that? I did. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You did read that. Yeah. And I want to say I had the same expansion mm-hmm. of thought reading that book. But I know that book also bothers a lot of people. Because that book, basically, Conversations with God, will have you look. It asks you to look and think and believe that you are in fact God, that mm-hmm. we, we all are. Mm-hmm. And so depending upon which religion or which track you've gone down that in your life, people have problems with that. Yeah. The way that they make that you that you look at it. So well, I mean they spoke very explicitly of that in the book. The God is talking to him or the devil's talking to him and he's like, first of all, begging humans to believe in me is not my job. That's my counterpart's job. <laughs> That's what he does. He's begging you all to believe him. I'm the greatest salesman in the world. Y'all love my stuff. Y'all, <laughs> y'all run to me at every chance you can. I don't have to do anything. Y'all do the work for me. Interesting. The religious instructors do it for me. All they do 
is it's free publicity is inundate you guys with fear. Yeah. As soon as you, as soon as you all are fearful at the age of four, five, six, you start teaching your children fear. I slip in and I start doing my work. The education system, you guys don't teach each other to think about anything. You just tell the little kids to memorize things so they never learn to think for themselves. So they're stupid. Or to fear this, fear that. Fear of poverty. Fear the truth. Fear the truth. Nobody wants to talk about the truth. They don't want to teach you the truth. They don't want to teach you history. No. They don't want you to teach you black history, which no. is America's history, but not completely because no. the world is bigger than <clears throat> America. So you have lots of different continents that have black people uh, for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. So nobody wants you to think. They don't want people to think because if you can't think, you can follow things. Yeah. We'll think for you. Mm -hmm. Don't think about it. I got it. <laughs> it gets it it gets very very deep. So, um, I you know I think that people would uh, would yeah have a hard time hard time reading that book. I mean, and even in it, I think I, I sent this to both of you guys. One of the excerpts was, mm -hmm. yeah. as they said something like, you know, oh, the Napoleon was questioning the devil. He said, you know, a lot of people don't even believe that you exist, and then the devil. You know what? I wouldn't worry about that if I were you. Um, the people that are ready to make the transition from drifter to non-drifter or the people that are already non-drifters, these words that within this interview will resound inside of them. Mm -hmm. It will be sound. They will hear it. It will make sense. For all the others, they're not even worth the energy and the effort that it would take to try to convert them. So mm -hmm. don't even. it's not even a big deal. So it, it gets it gets really deep, especially when they start talking about the fact that at a, again, you're not learning to think when you're young. Like truly for yourself, go through the process of of thinking. People mm -hmm. think that they think about stuff. We've already had this conversation. They're not. They just have thoughts, mm -hmm. right? And then they get older, and they're they're fearful of what whatever whatever the case is. It's just, they're fearful. Yeah, and, and, and it arrests it arrests your development. It arrests you doing anything outside of that. You mm -hmm. don't you don't challenge yourself. You do not respond well to honesty. Mm -hmm. Truly, if it's anything that challenges or does not confirm immediately the biases that you are working on, and then they say that at a point in time, he just has a grasp on adults. Like at a certain point, you're done. I have you forever. Forever. You've been yes, because most people are not turning back. Oh, because when you when you say grasp on adults specifically, you're saying due to the fact that they're you've, old, you've been here too many and not years. About exactly. You've been gotcha. too fearful. You've been too set in your ways. No one ever taught you to truly think for yourself. You've just been inundated, doctrinated. You're you're done. You're mine. Mm. Well, a part a part of thinking for yourself also is having the ability to take action on your thoughts. But that's what a lot of people don't do. They become fearful that their thoughts are incorrect. That there's an incorrectness to the way that they're thinking because it's different than the way someone else thinks, or what they were taught to believe, or what they were taught to believe. And so, when you don't move on that action of your thoughts uh, or desires. 
wants and needs, it becomes a problem because mm-hmm. you paralyze, you become paralyzed. Mm-hmm. That's what basically. it is. Paralyzation. Yeah. yeah. So that was another thing. And that was another point of the fear that he uses critique. He was saying to Napoleon Hill in, in the, the interview, you're not even, I don't even have to worry about this book coming out and you enlightening people because you're not even going to put the book out. <laughs> That's in the middle of the book. You want to know why I'm not worried and why I'm able to just have this conversation with you, Napoleon? Because you're not even going to put this book out. You're fearful. You already know everybody was fearful of Yo, putting the book out. For him to write a book like this, like to basically channel the devil and what the devil would be saying in that moment to that question is like, I'm, I'm curious to know about this man's state of mind. Like that's that's got to be an interesting place. It sounds like you're on the road to reading a couple of books. <laughs> well, I mean, when, you know, I've thought about you recently, Keon, when I've thought about the books, because I just read two books in the last like two weeks, a one maybe like a month before that. So I've read up to like, I think three books now in the year 2022. All great books, by the way. Now, I, I think about all the, just the amalgamation of information and experiences and research that have made me who I am, that have allowed me to think about the things that I do. And I couldn't imagine who I might be if since I got out of high school and I was just running around getting in a bunch of trouble because I wasn't reading no damn books. In high, y'all knew me. I wasn't from from kindergarten to 12th grade. I wasn't reading books yeah. for fun. Right. Yeah. Like that wasn't the case. Afterwards. I was I was going through them. Mm-hmm. So from about 1920, I'll really say to now. All the books that I've read, I, I don't know who I would be if I decided, no, nah, I don't feel like reading. I just don't feel like I don't feel like reading and trying to absorb new information with new insight from interesting people that have had interesting lived experiences. Like, I don't really give a shit about none of that. I don't know who I would be or what I'd be working on right now. But I do know that where I am right now, I've been searching for this my entire life. Mm -hmm. I do know that I've been searching my entire fucking life, just thinking there's more to this than what we're doing. I know that. I feel it. I know that there's more to it than there's just this get up and go and go sit down over here and then get up and go over there and do what they tell you to do over there and then go over there. There's more to this than that. And so I just have recently, literally the age of 31, just got to a place where things clicked. Weirdest thing in the world. Weirdest thing in the world. And when I, this sort of actually correlates with you saying, Earl, you got to go travel. You got to go travel. There's something in there that you feel like I need to do. And because you think that I don't I don't know. I don't really know exactly what you think, but you think that I need to go travel and I need to go see some things outside of this room and outside of Manassas and outside of the mountains that I go to. Like, I need to go see some things. And I respect that. We've had this conversation a million times. We don't need to go through it again. But when I think about all of the books that none of my friends will ever read ever in life. I just, I just say, okay. And I continue on about my day, but I've definitely thought about you recently because I knew you were coming. I knew that we had that moment about him not reading books. Again, I, I, I had just overwhelming sense of gratitude for all the books that I've read and all the things that it, it made me think about and who I've become as, as a result of it to some degree. And, um, yeah, I hope that at some point 
you do find a book or a set of books that mean something to you that you can find. Is it is it an issue for you? Because I know it is for you to some degree to how is you all's focus? If I can ask you that question, what do you think of when you think of your level of focus, what it takes for you to focus, what that focus is like when you're reading a page, you just read from bottom to top and then have no comprehension at all to what the fuck you just read. So you have to go back to the top of the page. Like what, what's your issue with reading? Do you think? Um, I think it just, I think it has a lot to do with just my interest in what it is that I'm reading most times. Okay. Um, Because a lot of the things I felt like I've read in recent years, it's just been things that I I've had to read for a certain something. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think it would just take something really, something really interesting that comes across to me. That's going to make me like, okay, like this is, this is, this is it. Like, this is something I'm really paying attention to something that I'm really taking interest in, in general. But, um, do you know what those things are in life? Um, there's a book for everything. Here's the thing. Like, I know what I like, but I don't want to just go get books about things that I like. You know what I'm saying? Things that like, I know that I'm going to be more interested in the book itself. If I'm interested in, in, in the book itself and what it's about. But I feel like there's got to be more to books than me just reading about things that I like. I can go out and I can read a book about fishing. I can read a book about hiking. I can read a book about, you know, running cables. Well, running yeah. cables, well, you know, but, but but it even may be that something along the evolution of IT, of how you know it came from where it was to where it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good uh, uh, show on HBO right now uh, with uh, I'm not going to even give Carl uh, Icahn, big investor, uh, and he just talks about how this guy just saw things differently. And he started learning the market and how things moved. But he was more interested in the correlation of they just had a problem in Alaska, let's say, as an example. How is this going to correlate to a shortage of oil and ships getting there and the market? And so he he was thinking just totally outside the box Mm -hmm. about why this company would be a good investment. Mm-hmm. Because these things are going to happen, and they said he just really thought outside the box years in advance. And and the reason I say that with reading is because you're describing the love that you're getting from studying IT, from taking these courses, and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And it could be that it's something outside of the box of the things you love, like fishing. You don't want to read a book on fishing. You may not read a book on IT. But maybe the evolution or the correlation or or because I'm certain there's information in books out there on how IT affects wildlife mm-hmm. and fishing and running cables through so the ground kind of and all these different things. But but it's things that you're involved in. Right. Something you that's know? in the realm of it. It's something that's in the realm of it. You know, a fish, you know, migrating this way because, you know, at some point we're running a whole bunch of electricity <clears throat> through the ground. It's di- I mean, there's so many different things that I think are out there. It's just what becomes plausible mm. to you and what will attract your attention. That's yeah. what it is, because I, I think. But and, you know, a lot of times we talk about people don't read and, you know, people read. But 
we've now it's a book, so it's got to be a book. You know, you <laughs> it, it it could be that audio becomes your thing. Maybe you want a book read to you. You know, maybe you want to listen. Maybe that captures you know something in you. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just making a point. You know, I think mm. we're all different. When I read, I'll find myself reading something over. If I think there's something that I missed because my mind will wander, I'll come back and I'll read it again. So depending upon the subject or the topic, uh, it'll take me longer to go through a book or a magazine because I want to make sure that I'm, I'm kind of uh, digesting everything. And I have a habit of then thinking about something that I've just read. It's caught my eye. So I may be contemplating this paragraph or this page. And so I'm not even continuing on, you know, to the next page because mm -hmm. I, I've got to contemplate this mm -hmm. and, and, and grasp it fully before I can move on. So, uh, but it sounds like that book is going to be something that captures me. And I'm probably going to be doing the same thing because it sounds like I'm going to be contemplating mm, yeah. so much of it. So it's going to be a long read. I'm I'm relating the book to the fact that like I'm in this space in my life right now where I'm just really trying to like really find myself, kind of grasp on to certain things. And we were talking a, a couple of pods ago how I said, you know, I've been extremely honest with myself over the last, you know, maybe year or two. Mm -hmm. And I've begun to learn certain things about myself that are really affecting the way that I think about myself going forward. Okay. So I feel like reading this book will maybe not in all aspects, but just really kind of bring some things up that are going to really just make me think about myself and how I'm, you know, how I'm living and what I'm doing and, you know, yeah. why I'm doing certain things. Yeah. So just from the little bits and pieces that he was putting in our chat room, I, you know, I was just like, I felt like that book might actually do something for me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to a book like that just in him describing it is going to make a lot of things happen mm -hmm. it's going to make you think how the subject matter relates to you mm -hmm. i'm i would be i'm going to be thinking how the subject matter relates to me yeah definitely then, then you're going to be looking at your family yeah you're going to be looking at your friends yeah. everybody around you yeah. like where where are you where are you in this space yeah. that mm -hmm. i'm that i'm reading about if i'm accepting it and understanding it you know but uh, <clears throat> we have discussions like you know sometimes people are just They'll just throw all of it out mm -hmm. because they don't want people have spent uh, too many years in their life uh, moving towards their belief, learning what they want, what they want to learn, what they believe. Uh, and so that's why it's sometimes very difficult to have conversations with people about religion and faith. Uh, if people have been going to church. 50, 60 years, and they believe, and you know, so uh, because in a conversation where you may be trying to express something different or get someone to think about something in a different way, they may not be receptive to it, mm -hmm. you know, because they've spent a lifetime, you know, believing in this. Yeah. And no one's going to come in and tell them anything different, you know, and right. it's 50, 60 years. Uh, was my you, of devoutness of 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 of, yeah. of 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 devoutness in 50 60 years and you haven't read the whole book mm -hmm. it's one book it's 50 <laughs> years 
I mean, I read slow <laughs> because I'm contemplating things. Right, right. I'm just making the point that it is, it is, it is, it is a continuation. That's funny. And depending upon how you look at it, and I hope you know people won't say. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I know. Listen, I'm, I'm, but this is to get people to think. Yeah, basically, and that's what I, you know, we're talking about getting people to think mm-hmm. because it's a continuation, and you have to look at everything for what it is. And you know, faith is faith, and 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 faith is business, and and I, if you can, you know, disconnect them. Show me how. Show me how it gets disconnected. I, I don't. I don't understand. You know, um, there used to be people that stood out on the streets, and you know, you could catch them preaching all sorts of different types of things, but it's 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 become you know. It's become a business. Yeah, it is. You know, and so anytime that someone is 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 trying to get you to continue in something uh, that involves your time and your mind, uh, you you need to be able to ask questions. And I just don't know because when you go to school, it's a learning experience, right? You're reading, you're asking the professor questions, you try you you're asking. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get the understanding. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a back and forth. And, you know, you would think that it's it's going to be the same thing. There needs to be understanding. And when when I speak to some of my friends who, you know, are from other countries and so forth, I I just want them to explain to me. I want to understand how you grew up, what your religion is about why it's this way, why you feel it's this way. These are the different types of things that you want to know because we were born here. So it automatically changes. You know, if you were born in Russia, if you were born in Germany, Saudi Arabia, all the aspects of how you think probably change. Okay. You don't even have uh, access to the books that you've had for the past 10 years that you've been reading. Right. You don't have it because they're not going to allow it. So it's you know so when so when you look at all of these different aspects of life and all these different things they probably correlate and they transfer through generations they transfer through uh, nationalities races all these different things there are parallels all across the world and so when we're reading books like we're reading or other places that'll never see that book ever. Um, it helps you to think, mm-hmm. you know. Well, if that is the case, how does anyone is is there someone that's introducing this type of knowledge or information or these thought processes to them? Probably not. And maybe if they are, how is it being you know introduced to them? So it's uh, I think it's interesting. No, is it? Is it yeah, it's definitely interesting. All of that was insanely interesting. Um, I think uh, a lot of the issue. I got to go back and watch Life of Pi. Whenever that came out, yeah. I, I was a child. I didn't. I couldn't get it. But I do remember that this little boy. I, I know he was coming home and he was trying to practice like three different religions or something wild. And his parents were just like, "What are you doing? Like, do, do you remember that Life of Pi movie? The little boy that was running around. He was like." There was, there was maybe like a scene where he's on a boat. He's got a tiger with him. Mm-hmm. Yes, Life of Pi. Yeah, yeah. That, that that thing. Uh, I got to go back and watch that. But the the parallel I'm, I think I'm trying to draw right now is I was just having conversations with uh, 
with a, a friend about identity. We we just got done talking about identity with yeah. Brad a whole lot. Yeah. And you know, it's a very it's it's a it's an interesting idea, identity, and how we come to it and what we cling to most. We also just had a conversation off air about detachment or attachment issues that people yeah. have. And it, you know, clearly as you were speaking about, they manifest themselves in a multitude of ways. Some of them are just, you know, high stakes, some of them very low, but you acknowledge them, you know, regardless. And I don't know if you heard the music that was playing when you came in here, but I just came across, I was in my yoga studio the other day and they were playing some beautiful music uh, towards the end. And I I, I had a request. I was like, yo, you got to tell me what the name of this song was. They were (laughs) speaking in a language I don't understand, but I need the name of this artist. And so the name is uh, Ablaye Sisosko, and they made a, an album with a guy named Volker Goetze, or Goetz. I'm not sure. He's German. The other one is Senegalese. Okay. So you have a Senegalese kora player, K-O-R-A. It's a 26-string pl- uh, instrument. Wow. And he comes from a family of, what do they call them? Uh, oh, I forgot what they call them, but they're like storyteller slash musicians. Yeah. For centuries and centuries. Mm-hmm. And one, I think that's just fucking awesome. You just yeah. come from a family of storytellers and musicians. That's just awesome to me. <laughs> uh, but then to come together, because maybe as musicians or as just creatives, you see more of the similarities than you do differences. Yeah. So you come together with this German jazz trumpeter and you guys come together and make beautiful fucking mu- beautiful music. And I'm listening to this music. And as I'm listening to it and I'm doing yoga this morning, I'm thinking, look at you listening to this Senegalese chora player in this in this German trumpeter as you do yoga in the morning. Did you think that this is what you would have been doing 10 years ago? Absolutely not. And a lot of what I've been gifted and what I something I kind of pride myself on is the fact that I'm going through this life. And I, I get pulled towards something, something in it, you know, resonates with me. Yeah. And I go over there and I get it. And then I discard what I don't need, what I don't like. And then I keep it moving and I keep the journey going. Then I grab something over here and I grab something over here and I keep doing that over and over and over again. Yeah. And what I think what a lot of people do, what I have found, and this is when people kind of get boring. Or matter of fact, this is what the essay that I wrote originality was about mm-hmm. is you, you could have the conversation of there's nothing original anymore. Like that's, that's done. Another way of saying that is there's nothing new under the sun, mm-hmm. right? My idea of originality in, in any sense of the word these days would be grabbing from as many things as possible and then rendering them creatively into your own thing. That would be its own originality. Mm-hmm. So when you come across extremely unoriginal people, just boring people, you feel like you've seen this person 7,000 times in your life. I think that's when people are going around their journey, they're walking, they find something that resonates with them, and then they jump in it, and they never leave it. They stay right there. That's that one thing. Or maybe they're, they're, they're flexible and strong enough to have some of that goo strapped to their leg, and they can grab one more thing, mm-hmm. and now they're this and that. Mm-hmm. But that's where it ends. And... There's so many things out there. There's so many things going on. And so I think that we just we just too wholeheartedly and foolhardy 
strap ourselves to these one or two things. We call it our identity. And then you're just stuck there thinking those things with those people for the rest of those lives, Mm -hmm. those years that you have. And you and then and then it just with time just becomes solidified and solidified. And then in your mind, that solidification is consecration. So it's now a sacred solidification, right? Like this really means something. This is really what it is. And what that really is, is you stuck in an echo chamber, a vacuum. Yep. And you're not looking to the left or the right or questioning anything anymore. And then that's and that's it. That's it. And then so that's that's when you unless unless you're forced to. Unless you're forced to do that thing. Uh, unless you're forced to come out of it. Oh, unless you're forced to come out of it. Yep. Yeah, and that, that's, that, and that's that where, and that's where And that's where people have difficulty. That's where it gets scary, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. 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 <clears throat> the book we're talking about or the conversations we're talking about, yeah, that's, that's like, that's a jarring, I mean, to have your, your cage rattled like yeah. that. You, you, you've had, you know, 95, maybe 100% of your beliefs, you know, Encased in this one entity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it shakes your whole reality. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why psychedelic drugs are. (laughs) That's why why they they are what they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because then you can you can break out of that and look around at stuff and be like, oh, none of this shit is real. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, we're just playing some game. We're just telling each other stories all day long. That's what we're doing. And, and, and the book, when I, I, I guess I mentioned it to you, busting loose from the money game. Yeah. 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 You mentioned that. That's it. That's the book. Read the book. Uh, Yeah. But but, but give, but give the listeners and Keon a little bit of it. Just a little something. So, so, so busting loose from the money game, uh, kind of forces you to identify these eggs. And these are eggs that need to be broken. These are things that you've put your belief in and you hold so dearly that it keeps you from moving forward. Now, when you listen, well, the name of the book, Busting Loose from the Money Game, yes, it is talking about money. It's talking about money, but it has such a broader meaning. And people, uh, what, ha- what, what, what he explains is that what people do is they believe that there is a finite amount of money. Now, you can, you know, is there a finite amount of happiness? Is there a finite amount? You know, it's not. But people do this. You look at your bank account. It's $50 there. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's, 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 it's $50. And you, okay. and, you, and you look at it, and you know, all I got is $50. And you and this just is in your mind. It's just running around in your mind. All I have is fifty dollars. All I have is fifty dollars. Well, no, you can put how much ever money you want there, but it's going to take you um, to stop thinking that that's all you have, and that that's all that can be, and that that there's all all that it is. So. You have to go through these exercises through the book where you're breaking these eggs. And these eggs are all different types of things. They're all the, the, the fragile thoughts and beliefs that we have, that we know what they are because we're having conversations with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Things like when 
you believe you can't go up to this girl and ask her for a number because she's going to say no. You've already had the conversation and given yourself the answer. No one has told you. She hasn't rejected it. You, I mean, just these simple things. People have conversations about their weight. I want to lose this weight. Oh, but I can't do that because I can't afford to go to the gym. I got to work this much. I have to do this. I have to do that. So you, you've already talked yourself out of it. So you have this egg, this, you know, this fragile thing that if you go deep and dig into the truth, now you've got to do something. You have to make it happen. There are no reasons why you can't do the things that you want to do other than the discussions that you're having in your head, because you haven't even asked anyone about it. You haven't even gotten someone's opinion, you know, and we do it all the time. You've already How made the, your mind up. You, you've already made your mind up. And yeah. so that is a huge part of the problem. And that's why they say busting loose from the money game is deciding that you have infinite possibilities in terms of bringing wealth into your life, happiness into your life. And they go through everything. They go through the happiness. They go through the wealth. They go through problems that you're having in your marriage. You know, just all these different types of things. You have to crack these eggs. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to crack the eggs. These are fragile things that they stack and they start collecting them. And they collect them and they don't want to go in them. They don't want to break them. You break all the eggs, you're free. Okay. To move forward. Yeah, but think about how, yeah, but how, how scary freedom is. Like true freedom for people is terrifying. Like some people want to just be told what to do. Some people just want to live in that. Like, what am I going to do if I if if I break all these eggs? Yep. Now, I, now I got to do what? Reinvent everything? I got to think about everything over yeah. again? I got to yeah. like I'm not fitting to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to start. Got to got to jump out here and just start doing everything on your own, thinking for yourself. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It, it, that is scary, especially if you're not used to doing that. Just. You might have to drop all your friends, some of your family. Like, you don't, it, that will, it will, like, that's why I said the rattling of the case. Like, it will question your entire reality. And we know that the mind can be very, it, it's a, it's so strong and so fickle at the same time. That could, just, that could, that could kill. So, like, people don't know how to deal with that, how to truly cope with that idea of having everything shattered that way. So, so it's no wonder that most people are stuck in, in with these eggs. It's no wonder yeah. at all. Like, it yeah. doesn't surprise any of us, I don't think. Now, on a lighter note, but directly correlative to what you were just saying, because mm -hmm. you brought up, you can't go up and, and speak to a woman, right? Because you've already told her she's going to reject you, or she, or maybe she's too good-looking, or, you know, you out of her league. Whatever it, is, whatever it is that you tell yourself when you see someone that you're attracted to and you want to go tell them, but you have too much anxiety and you're already spinning a narrative in your mind as to why it's not going to work out for you. Yeah. I was just having this conversation with a, with a friend of mine. She had a guy jump in her DMs and shoot a shot, right? He, first of all, he just sent like an emoji that was just like, whoo, like that sort yeah. of, like that's what you would imagine right. the emoji to be doing, yeah. right? Like the little wind blowing <laughs> yeah. out, like whoo. And she was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what that emoji means. Like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> to which he said, Oh, that emoji means I'm willing to skip the semantics. Like, are you are you still with old boy that I know you was with last time we talked? Okay. And she was like, "Wow, like this was this was a terrible attempt at trying to court someone." Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Now, maybe that sort of thing works on someone else, right? But it, I'm sure it does. I'm certain of it, right? I was I was telling her, I was like, you know what, man? Don't listen, man. Look, I feel for the guy. <laughs> okay, I feel for the guy. Again, I remember what it was like being insecure trying to talk to pretty women. It's fucking terrifying. Like I didn't sometimes you just don't know. You're trying to figure out who it is that they want you to be. Mm-hmm. You grow up, you watch a bunch of films. Now, listen, now I grew up and I had a dad. So that's, first of all, that's a dub. That's a win over here because I get to see someone that does respect women. And he, yeah. man, when when them, when them the term bitch started coming up in the rap music, he was not having it, <laughs> right? So, so when he was around and I saw the way that he treated women. I saw the way he treated my grandmother. I saw the way that he treated my stepmother. I saw the way that he treated his sisters. Everyone that he ever came into contact with, men or women, I saw respect being given. Right. So that's a dub. Now, we didn't have explicit conversations about what the steps are, what, what to do, how to speak to them. That wasn't a real crash course sort of thing. I didn't get a tutorial on that. I got the overall essence of how to treat people, but I didn't get a step-by-step rule book, guidebook, right? So you you have to ask yourself, where do you, you're learning something. You're running on some software. It's either software you mindfully put together yourself, but mostly probably if you're 98% of the world, probably not, right? right? So it's something, a software that someone has installed in you. So we grew up and we're watching a, a bunch of fucking films. And what do you see in the films? What do we know in our community? You hear this term game all the time. You got to have some game. Mm. Kick some game. Where's the game? I've had girls tell me, what's your best game? Like, show me your best game. And, I, you know, that there's always. It's so performative. It's so performative. <laughs> like, it, like, exactly that. It, there was always something that didn't quite sound right with me in uh-huh. that. And it was the fact that, and this may be something that a lot of guys that listen to this haven't heard before. Maybe they'll, this will ameliorate some of the stress that they're going through when trying to speak to women. You can just be a cool guy. Yeah. Like, you can just be you. There's this idea that you have to flip a switch. And that when it comes time to, we've had a friend like this. Gotta gotta deepen your voice a little bit. Okay. Yeah, deepen your right. voice. Yeah, like you gotta say, like What's you gotta up? be cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we saw the movie Hitch with Will Smith. Like yeah, you've seen, yeah. he got game. All these different sort of, <laughs> these, all these, uh, was it, um, some, Def Jam's How to Be a Player with Bill Bellamy. Yeah. yeah. All these movies growing up where. You, you, we don't seen Morris Chestnut for the last thirty years. Right, him and Tate, him and Tate Diggs running around getting all the pretty women yeah. with bald heads. And with bald heads, <laughs> yeah. beautiful men. And we just we think that you always got to have the right thing to say or at the right time, and you got to be smooth and you got to be this and that. And we don't realize that you can just be whoever you are all the time and just come to someone with respect and yeah. just say, "Hey, listen, you know." I, I, I thought I'm interested in you. I thought that maybe we'd be able to do this. Like, would you be open to it? Is that okay? You feel comfortable? Like, just really just having a conversation like they're a regular person. Mm -hmm. And so that was what was going on in her mind. My friend, she was like, I've spoken to this guy. but Like, I know this guy. I've spoken to him before. And he was he's never been like this. So why is he talking to me like this right now? Mm -hmm. Like, he's usually a cool guy. He didn't read the room. And I've heard before that usually people will be much better friends to you if there's zero chance in their mind that they could have a romantic relationship. Yeah. Because once that's extracted, 
Then it's just them. It's just like, okay, cool. We can just hang out now. All that, whoo, all that stress is gone. Like now I can just hang out and talk to you. Like you can be that person and still attract people mm-hmm. and court people. Yeah. So it's just a very interesting, this is one of these eggs, especially amongst a lot of the guys that I've grown up knowing that you got to have game. You got to know, I don't know how to be the smooth dude, the, yeah. the smooth talker. And it's really not that. Yeah. It's really not. Maybe at a younger age it is. Maybe when you're super young, mm-hmm. like really young, like a teenager. But when you become an adult, it's, I don't really think it's that serious. And if it is that serious, like meaning you can only get this particular woman by being that person, well, then it's probably someone you don't need to be trying to court. And I was just about to say, I think it has a lot to do with the woman that you're trying. Like, who is the woman that you're trying to attract? Mm. Who is she? How? What is she like? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so you're going to fix yourself up to be this certain person. But how do you know that that's what she wants? You know what I'm saying? Like what? Narratives. Like, yeah. Stories. Eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, and maybe if he got the response that he wanted, then that's the woman that he wants. You don't get that response. Then. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, it could be. Or, again, you're being someone that isn't true to you. You get the response or the result that you want, and then now you're in something with someone that is looking at you as someone else. Yeah, I think it's really mm-hmm. crazy for you. Like, especially if you already know this person, you've spoken to this person, you, you're maybe decent friends with this person, for you to just try to switch it up and be someone else. And then for, for the, what do you think? They're not going to look at you and be like, what are you doing right now? What is this? But, but that's what's interesting. Like, that's it. what's awkward to me. You calling me out on it. Like, knowing that this isn't the person that I am and I'm coming at you like some fucking clown right now. That's what's crazy to me. <laughs> I, dude, I don't know, man. It's, 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 uh, I don't know. It's, it's insanely interesting to me, though, the way that people, where the people just interact. I mean, that's the most interesting thing to me. Is the way that people interact, the different social situations and the circumstances at play that will that manipulate all the factors and turn people into different people mm. in any given moment in time. Mm. It's extremely interesting to me. I love watching it. I, I love I've said it on here a million times. Is one of the things I love most is just talking mostly to women about their experiences like on dates and stuff like that. What's what, what's going on, how people are what tactics they're using <laughs> tactics to, yeah man they they are <laughs> dude you see you've been you've been with Antoinette for a long time so you, you don't forgot but there are tactics there are people putting together <laughs> strategies game plans. when they go out places that is for real that's i've i just got done talking to a friend and i'll let you know who it is when we get off here but i just got done talking to a friend that he doesn't like to drink it's not his thing that's not his vice right. all right but he, when he goes out one, so again, you have to ask yourself the question, who are you going after? Why are you going after them? Right. But this person, I don't think they're not thinking about these things. So they're going out, they're going to places they want to drink. Mm-hmm. They want to drink. Why? Because they know that everyone else at these places, these lounges, these bars are going to have a drink in their hand. So they don't want to be the quote unquote weirdo that's sitting around with no drink in his hand, trying to talk to people that have drinks in their hand. He's like, that's weird. Right. Like, like. I, I want mean, I want a level playing field, quote unquote. I don't want to be talking to someone that's even tipsy while I'm just completely sober. I, I get it. I get it. But I don't think that like if, if you explicitly don't drink, like I feel like you can still kind of like you got to be able to channel something inside of you that's going to allow you to have a good time. 
Yeah, without the drinks. Get you a cranberry juice and ginger ale. Yeah, like is it about hold on, hold on, wait, no, 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 because we can't do that. No, we can't do that. But is it about the drink? Like, no, I'm sorry. Is it about the alcohol or is it about just having a drink in your hand and fitting in? No, you can. It's about both. You can't just have a glass of water. See, he, see what he now he said cranberry and ginger ale because that's deceiving and it makes it seem <laughs> as though you have an alcoholic drink in your hand, but you don't. Now, you don't want to come off as though you drinking, but you not drinking. You don't want to do that. Well, you, see tactics. That, see no, tactics. That's not a tactic. That's not a tactic. How's that, it not because, a tactic? Because because that gives you a chance when you're having a conversation and somebody says, "Well, what are you having?" and you can say cranberry and ginger ale. Okay, but you feel as though you couldn't get to that point without the cranberry and ginger ale. No, absolutely, you could. I'm just okay, saying because okay. what, I what? was I was I was following up on what Keon was saying. Is this more of a fit in being comfortable, mm. you know, sort of situation. Mm. What or, or but what not. happens what happens when when that girl that you're talking to that seems to be interested in you is like, hey, you know, this round's on me. Let's go to the bar. Then what? Bro, I'm having cranberry and ginger ale. I'm having cranberry and ginger ale. And so and so <laughs> and so and so if there's a disconnect there and there's now a neglect or a repulsion in her because you're a, a sober weirdo at a bar, yeah. then that's what I'm saying. So I I no longer want to talk to her. If she's if she if that's how she's coming off to me, that I'm now a weirdo because I'm sober, but I would still like to get to know her. I don't want to talk to her anymore because it, I don't want to talk exactly. to someone that is thinking exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and so that's and yeah. so that's what it comes down to. Nah, I feel you, <laughs> bro. That's that's why and a huge thing in this book, the power of definitiveness which is what we just say today as intention or being deliberate about what you're doing, mm-hmm. conscientious about the thing, cognizant about it's, the things you're doing. It's just being true to yourself. That's what that, it is. Because, because, yeah. that, because that's all it is. And, and if, if, you're, if you're trying to deal with other people on whatever level, relationships, whatever, but you're not being true to yourself, be just true to yourself. Even if that's, I know when I go, I'm lying. Just know that you're lying. Just be and just listen. If because if that's who you are, double down. Be who you are. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on, wait. I don't know where we're going anymore. Well, I do. I do. Hold on. Go for it. Because all all I'm double down on the lie. All I'm saying because because if that's you're not doing this. No, no, no. You know if that's who you are, that's who you are. But that's not who you are, though. No. Is but that's is who you is the lie who you are. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. If you are a lie, just, 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 <laughs> just, no, seriously. If because if you're a lie, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be the lie, right? But what? But but but, but that's the very because, nature of a lie is that it is untrue. So listen, that means listen, that it's not listen, you. Listen, listen. If if you're going out on Friday night and you had to go to Enterprise to rent a car <laughs> to go to the club, yeah, so that you got a nice car, you know, it's a lie. That's a you're, real move you're, you're too. Just, that's you're so just wild. you're just living. You that's who that's who you are. That's what you're doing. Go buy an outfit. Keep all the tags on. Return it the next day. Return it. Women are big for that. I've heard <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. I've heard the stories. Yeah, yeah, I've heard the stories. I'm talking about putting tape on the bottom of their shoes because nobody's looking at the bottom of their shoes, so they look brand new. Wow. When they take them back. Wow. Mm, tactics. Wow. Tactics. You know? Tactics. Social so, tactics. Things. Things that go down. Wow. You know, 
Interesting. Don't, don't yeah, I guess it does get. I guess it does get wild. I mean, you got the you know the little butt lifts, like you got the little the, like the pants with the butt pads in them. Yeah. You know, push up bras. That's. I mean, that's super. You know, that's. That's old. Like we've we've been on to that. Yeah. But the butt pads are different. Yeah. Uh, what's something that what do guys do? Okay, so the cars, the waist what trainers, a, waist. What is this? Waist the, trainers. You know the things that they wrap around the waist. This for like, guys. Well, no, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm, oh, no, I'm still oh. talking about women. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. waist trainers. Okay. Like, to give them act, a taut waist. Yeah, just kind of. Right, that bellows out, right, yeah. to get the Coca-Cola bottle thing. Yeah. Okay. What else? What else do guys? What they else? have it for guys, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sure they I mean, exist. Spanx. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spanx. Yeah. That's the thing. All of that. All that sort of stuff, huh? <laughs> he said double down on the lie. <laughs> if you're going to lie, be the lie. <laughs> if you like 100% the lie. I mean, it, it, once that once that becomes part of your personality, you just got to run with it, I guess. Yo, I I don't know about this. I don't know <laughs> if that's what you have to run with because it, it's so No, it's not what you have to and it's well, not yeah. what you should. You always yeah. you have a choice. Well, yeah. Yeah. But that's what but, I'm saying, so I'm trying to figure out the the logic behind the double down on the lie. They, they, listen, if if you're not going to be truthful to yourself, then you're just out there. That's, I mean, that's the, mm. that's the point that I'm making. It's okay. just, you know, and so if people understand that, that that's somebody you probably don't want to deal with because mm. because anything goes. Yeah. You know, and so you can just let people know if you're dealing with me, anything goes. Anything goes. Right, I might do. I'm that's... liable to do anything. You know, <laughs> you know what I might do. Yeah. Here today, and we, gone and, tomorrow. But we know people like that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I appreciate it because in that way. I can stay away. Yeah. Like, but that, I'm not even going to risk. It's like, I know you. Thank you for telling me who you are. I don't know people that have come to you and and say, yeah, I'm with. Like, no, I'm, they show you. Oh, that's okay. What that's I mean. what you. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, okay. That's what I'm saying. They yeah, yeah, show yeah, yeah. you. They show you who you are yeah, so yeah. that you can make that decision. Like, yeah. nah, he ain't just kind of trying to get over. But I think he's just a get over artist. Right. Thank you. I needed to know that. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that reflects on something that you talk about all the time with people just you want to have conversations with people or you want people to be able to speak freely so that you know exactly who they are so you can make the decision as to whether you want to be anywhere near that person or not. Oh yeah, we talk yeah. freedom freedom of yeah. speech and then just yeah. that I just feel like people should be able to talk so that we know where people are. If I want to raise my child in this neighborhood, because in this neighborhood they do this and they say this, and the only way they can do this and say this is if we have freedom of speech available so that there's not just a bunch of, we don't quell people's speech and people's expression of themselves. And then you just walking around and you don't know who's who and what who's thinking what, and you just walking around blind, hoping for the best. No, I want people to speak. I want people to speak. I want people to speak their minds. I want them to say whatever. I want them to get on Twitter, have their little rants, say whatever it is they want to say. Because, it, it, I mean, yeah, because we're we going to get to know who's who. The people that are really trying to have, this is what's wrong with Twitter. This is what's wrong with, with, with this thing, is the people that are having real conversations about stuff and really trying to pick things apart and have intelligible discussions, they're doing this, what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. They're sitting down with people and they're having discussions. You're not catching none of us on Twitter having none of them Twitter wars. Yeah, so, no. the, so the thing is, is you get no. this. You get this very, very strong, I don't know if it's a minority, but this very strong set of people that just speak a whole lot of shit on Twitter and whatever other socials, and people think that that's the zeitgeist. People think that that's really what's going on in the world. 
It's not. It's just a bunch of people that don't have, again, they didn't have time to think. Yep. They haven't thought things through. So they get on there. They're frustrated because they don't know how to express themselves. And they just start having wars with people. Just start spewing stuff. Yeah. Everybody that's really, really having intelligible conversations about stuff, they're not on Twitter doing it. Yeah. yeah. And, I don't, I, and I'm not going to stay on Twitter long enough to even try to have that long of a conversation. Right. Because I'm not texting that long yeah. with anyone. <laughs> I'm just, that. I'm just there for especially the especially that I don't know. Yeah, man. Like I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what other people's days look like. I, I don't know how other people allocate time. And this was something that you were speaking on earlier about you, you not necessarily having a whole lot of time to be a full time student and to be. And you even said to really be doing this podcast, like you just try to find pockets where you can come out here and do this. I don't know how people allocate their time. What I do know is that. People have a whole lot of issues mismanaging their lives, period. Mm -hmm. So I know there's a huge misallocation of time in all different sorts of areas. Mm. And I could not be on social media spending minutes because I think about minutes as I go through the day. That's what I, I think about. I get up in the morning. I like I think rough. I got about this many minutes to do this next thing. That's going to lead me to this next thing. I'm thinking about minutes in the day, mm -hmm. not just blocks of hours where I kind of like roughly want to do something. I'm thinking about how much time I have to do these things and I'm going and I'm doing them. I don't have five minutes to be on Twitter trying to hash anything out with anyone. I don't have I'm not spending my time doing that. It's interesting, our relationship with time. Yeah. I find it so I find relationship with time to be super interesting. Again, as of this click in my life recently, I find myself with so much more time than usual. That doesn't mean that I'm just sitting around doing nothing. What it means is that there's so much being absorbed and there's so much that I'm doing within the amount of time that I am awake and even asleep. There are just things happening and I am dynamically engaged with them. So boredom is off the table is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, well, but the but but what you're doing is you're you're living your life in you just said the word dynamic, a dynamic fashion in terms of doing things, moving things, controlling what you want to do. So many people live inside of social media. That's their life. Mm. They they truly believe that these people are their friends. This is like this their you know and so I break it up into kind of like pools. You have people who spend a lot of time on social media because they're making a ton of money. Right. Yeah. Okay. For sure. And you have, and, and I get it. They're on there. They're like, y'all follow me, click on what I click on, buy what I buy yeah. and put money in my pocket. But you have people who like really feel like these people um, are their friends, mm. that they know them, mm -hmm. you know? And and that's how intimate they've become because they've spent so much time on social media with them, watching the TV shows, watching all these different things that they feel like these people are part of their lives. And so that is their life. I mean, if you took how many people do you know that if you took their phone and did not give it to them, would try to harm you? Oh, 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 oh. I mean, no, that's real. I mean, no, I, I mean, I mean, let me tell you something. It's yeah. real. Yeah. You know, people flip. If something happens to your phone, the first place you're going is to Sprint Store, AT and T, Verizon, something. And yeah, it might. It can be about communication. You have children. You, 
I think I, th- I thought about that a lot because I wanted to get to the point where I was just turning my phone off. And the first thing that comes to my mind is the communication aspect. Do I not want somebody to be able to get in touch with me? You know, Julian's out of state, you know, just, just all these different things because you, you know, that's how people are going to call you. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody has my home phone number. You know, people don't even have home. Do you have a home phone? Number? No. Okay. So it's, it's, it's the point that I'm making. So um, that's the point of contact. And so uh, I've had issues with turning it off. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to turn it off at night and leave it downstairs. Mm. So I leave it downstairs. I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to check, you know, my stock or some things I'm doing. I'm, I'm not going to check at all because I'm not going downstairs to get it. Um, but those are people are living, okay? Their life is revolving around the social media aspect. Uh, it used to be sports, and it is still sports for a lot of people. They got that's why they got forty sports channels because people will sit on their couch and watch, try to watch every game, college, NFL, NBA, everything because they become consumed. They become a part of the sports structure. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, this is what people's lives are becoming. Mm-hmm. And that's a different aspect of how people are communicating also about these different relationships. Because when she said, you know, this guy that she knew jumped in her chat or yeah. whatever it is, back in the day, all you could do is knock on the door <laughs> or catch them when you knew they were going to be somewhere. Yeah. Right. And so that changed the whole dynamic of how you were going to handle that, mm-hmm. you know, relationship or meeting somebody is a done deal. Yeah. But now, you know, you what they trolling, they're doing all sorts yeah. of different things. So, you know, that that's another way um, that that uh, I think hinders true uh, communication and really finding out who people really are because you have to deal with them. You you can deal with these people on all these different platforms, you know, WhatsApp, so I can see where you are, Facebook, text message, you know, just all, all these all these different things, you know. So um and and God forbid you tell somebody, you know, you're gonna be somewhere, you're doing something else and you you post something. Oh, you didn't have time to talk to me but you have time to post this stuff on Instagram or Facebook or whatever the case may be. So you see a lot of that. I mean, it plays out in the movies. It plays out in real life, just tracking people and not taking responsibility for your life and doing the things that you need to do to make yourself happy. Mm. You know, don't worry about where this person is or where that person is. Go to the gym, (laughs) shed them 20 pounds, you know? I mean, it's just, and and it's not just about that. It's not about weight. It's about be healthy, be the best person that you can be for you, mm. that's you know that's all being true true to ourselves. Yeah. Know, so. La- uh, last Thursday, um, the last pod that we did with Brad. So after that, you know, I went fishing. Mm. So I've been my uh, my car charger is broken. I need to get a new one. I've been mm. so I I got out there right. Phone's dying. I know it's gonna die because I know I'm gonna stay out here. I'm not gonna go yeah. home. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm out here. So it is what it is. You know, I text my girl. I was like, hey, just want to let you know my phone dying. Um, so it's probably, you know, you probably, you might, I might fall off the grid for a little bit. <laughs> fall off the grid. <laughs> yeah. But there was a part of me that was kind of excited about it. Cause like, one, I'm always using my phone to text or to be on Twitter. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just be out here on this water. That's all. That's all I'm going to be. Yeah. I'm going to just be out here on this water. 
and I was, and I was thinking to myself like, oh man, you know, I'm out here in DC. You know, these streets are a little tricky. I'm used to using my Waze app so I can get home. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just figure it out. Yep. I'm gonna figure it out. I know where North is. I know I need to go North. Right. I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> yep. It's it, man. That's that's interesting, man. Because I mean, you clearly come from a different a different era. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are who we are. But we are the last of Mohicans. I, I was just about to say that because you know that we had a little bit of time before all this text stuff we started did. popping off. We did. We, we were there. We were memorizing yeah. numbers. Uh, yep. We were knocking on doors. Yep. Riding bikes to see if so-and-so could come outside. There, you know, we wasn't calling people all the time. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> First thing was those Boost Mobiles. Yeah. Where you at? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> 10 cents. 10 cents a text message. <laughs> Uh, I think it was after 7 or 8 p.m. Yeah, you, it, it was, was free. free. You could call. You know what I mean? Like all of that sort of stuff. So we we remember what that was like. So I, I, I do. I yeah, do. because you guys didn't even come through the pager sequence. When, you know, when pages, oh, nah, when pages no pages. were big. Nah. Because you had, you had the pages, but that's when the pay phone still existed. And you had to pay keep a pocket of, I remember. You know, a pocket of quarters. <laughs> I re- you know, and, and <laughs> walking and, around with a pocket of quarters. You know, like, hey, that's because you because you were calling from a payphone. Yeah, so I re- phone wasn't there. I, I know re- people still like the aesthetic of a payphone. You know, certain things come back. I I, I, I know that there's got to be some payphones. No, I mean, yeah, I could I could totally see that. Well, you know what's totally happening in New York in major cities where they still where they just didn't physically remove the payphones. They're being used uh, to boost. They're being used as Wi-Fi towers. So they so they so they kept the phone booth, and it just emits Wi-Fi. That's cool. And they have companies paying for it. You know, Wi-Fi provided by such and such. You know, as opposed to having to sit in front of the McDonald's. That's pretty cool. You know, so so that's what they're doing with them. So it's always you know Mm, a a way to. That's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, that's that's a cool repurposing. I remember being jealous of 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 my friends that you know when the DVD player first came out. I remember remember. Being jealous of people that had a DVD player because I'm sitting over here with a VCR. Oh, yeah, you got the, <laughs> yeah, you got the VHSs. You trying to rewind them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, man. Tech, tech, because technology changed everything. When in uh, 19, I'm not even gonna say the year, but anyway, people, nah. people, people, people can go back and figure this out. <laughs> Bill Clinton was still the president, mm. and he deregulated telecommunications, and I started a CLEC. Well, what a CLEC was. The phone companies used to be, you know, for Bell Atlantic, Bell South. Those were the major residential phone companies. Mm-hmm. And he deregulated telecommunications, which made it uh, available for small business to go into the business. So I started a CLEC, which we provided residential phone service in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And he's going to remember this because, but the, the residential phone service that we provided was just prepaid residential phone service. You had no long distance. You could buy call waiting. You could have three-way calling. Uh, because a lot of people in certain communities uh, at the time would lose their phone service. And they would lose their phone service for various different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, inability to pay the phone bill. You know, we can go down this road, but, you know, people who had members of their family that were incarcerated, call and collect. Because... You know, residential phones, it used to be a long distance charge for you to call from Maryland to Virginia. Yeah. Mm. There was long distance, Mm. you know. So back in the day, parents were yelling, boy, get off that phone. You've been on that phone too long. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so so that's kind of how it was. Same thing with cell phones. When they first came out, people were being charged by the minute. You know, you had packages. 
you know, 60 minutes, $90, you know, it was, it was just, it was just, it was just brutal. It was crazy. But that was, that was cellular one back, back in the day. That's crazy. But when we started the Select, I used to have Earl and Julian, we would be going through these neighborhoods doing door hanging in some of the worst communities that they were, because that's the communities that were buying prepaid, fo- prepaid yeah. residential phones. Yeah. Uh, so that they could just have phone service. But whoever thought that that would that there would become an end, not a complete end, but people wouldn't need residential phones, you know. Yeah. And residential phones are gone. Basically, everybody has a cell phone. You have you have typewriters, you know. When I was in school, we did papers on typewriters. You had to, you had to have the whiteout, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so wasn't all trying of these, to make no sort of mistakes on that no, thing. Like, no, no mistakes. No. I mean, because you're going through paper, you're going through ribbon. Yeah, you had to have a cartridge. Right. And once that ran out. But the technology, and that's why earlier, you know, I was telling you, you may want to look at the connection or the disconnection in terms of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it could be very interesting in terms of books that you read or movies that you watch, because it's huge. You know, yeah. I... I was in the pager and cell phone business. I still have about 300 pagers. <laughs> For what? <laughs> they're, 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 we talked about this. This is a part of the attachment, the sentimental uh, value. Well, <laughs> well, it's more than the sentimental value. But you'll notice that pagers are still used primarily in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Doctors, mm. they still use pagers in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Because if there's ever an issue, with satellites, with it, because they run on dif- different frequencies. Okay, okay. Okay, so if there's ever an emergency, trust me, I'll have some communication uh, ability. Okay, okay. You know, but these are, it's just like having the old TVs with the UHF are, and are the you VHF. preparing for the apocalypse? Uh, prepared? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, it's big. Technology, all of this. It's changing everything. Everybody has so much access. All this access. But what are they using it for? You have to you have to use it for the good. Yeah. Better yourself. It's a lot of knowledge out here. It is. And and I think when I was having a conversation with my daughter Alexis the other day, uh, she was talking about how her school, Northeastern, they're just trying to bring more students in, however they can. Like they 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 have a program now where they're sending freshmen abroad for a year. But that's because they don't have the capacity physically to have them on campus mm-hmm. uh, because most schools want you to stay on campus when you're a freshman because you don't know enough about the place. It's, you know, safety concerns, acclimation, all sorts of things. And it's been giving me some thought about how uh, education has been built as a business when we're talking about higher education. And it has become elusive to so many people because of the cost and all these different things. And I think that those walls can be broken. It's one thing to have an experience uh, on campus, you know, life, that sort of thing. But in terms of gaining knowledge, uh, you know, those walls can be dismantled right now. People can gain all the knowledge that they need without spending $50,000 a year, $20,000, whatever it is that you're spending. Yeah. That can be broken down once we break down some other uh, things that are in corporate uh, structure in terms of that's the only way that you can get this job if you have this piece of paper that came from this particular place. Yeah. But yet and still you have people walking around that have way more knowledge and didn't go to any school. Yeah. You know, because they studied, they learned, 
and they just have a higher IQ. Some people just have a higher IQ and mm-hmm. are able to put things together so much faster. But the the structure right now is, well, you need to have this piece of paper. You need to have, you know, done this, done that. And I think we need to figure out how to dismantle that uh, and break those structures down. Because uh, right now, the way that information is all around you, you can get all of that without the cost. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get out? I've had this conversation with you when it when it I was telling you about the uh, the Dark Horse podcast that was that was um, mm, that's ran yeah. by by yeah. I want to keep make sure I get the right is Brett Weinstein yeah and and he had all the the black about, intellectuals yes, on there absolutely. and I was and I was asking you because there was a point where one of them referred to the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. and was like well you know for all of his problems like this is what we got out there in the popular media sphere asking people questions and trying to do the right thing. And I'm sitting there looking at it like, what are we talking about? And so as I went down that track of thought, like, why are we looking at the Breakfast Club for, for our inspiration, for our information, for our conversation? I'm thinking about what we're looking up to. I think that role models, I think that mentors mean a whole lot. So when you say, yeah, we can break down these walls. We have all the tools in front of us right right there in our hands at a thumbs press. But what are we using it for? I don't think anybody... I don't, let me not say... All right, that, was, that was real general. All right, hold on a second. Let me, let me slow it down. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't give a fuck about what you're talking about right now. This whole, this whole trying yep. to get information yep. and use it for the right things. Yep. We've talked about a lot of the... Again, the the videos, you know, you say sometimes and a lot of people, I just want to have a good time. Like sometimes, you know, you just want to have a good time. And I think that that's cool. A correlation to this book, Outwitting the Devil, is they say for every for every decision, for everything gained, there is something not gained. Mm-hmm. Period. Every time you make a decision, what you did was not make another decision. Every single time, everything you say, everything you do, there was something gained and something left behind. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, and this is why I think about time the way that I do. If I'm using my time to do this at this moment, what am I not using it to do? What am I not doing if I'm doing this thing? Mm -hmm. There's a slew of things, but just, just being cognizant of it, what am I not doing? What time am I discarding right now doing this thing instead of this other thing and 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 that matters but i don't think enough people really think of it like that they're just like oh it's benign i'm gonna do this thing it's not a big deal if you're not thinking about what at to what sacrifice you 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 are making right but there is a sacrifice every time you do something there is some sacrifice Mm -hmm. you know being being made but uh yeah it's just uh i don't know man it's definitely something to think about yes it's something to think about I feel like the most, uh, I, I found myself in a church over the weekend um, for a funeral that I was at. And I haven't been to a church for nothing in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the preacher speak, right? And I don't know, for some reason, I started thinking about you because I'm just like, you know, you're a great, you're, you're a good speaker. Um, and I was just like, man, preachers are really just some of the best talking people that you're, you're going to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never met a preacher that failed to just captivate me mm. in that moment. You know what I'm saying? But one thing stood out to me, um, and it's got me thinking about the word ascension, just ascending, just just going up, just being where I want to mm. be. Um, he said something along the lines of, this isn't verbatim, but he was like, 
you know, everybody is born into this to this world, into this universe with a crown. But he was like, but you don't get the crown immediately. He was like, you know, you got to work towards it. Like, how tall are you going to grow? Are you going to allow yourself to keep growing and keep getting tall enough to the point where you actually get to wear that crown? And I've been thinking about that all weekend, like all week. Just and it, it just it, it, it's giving me this feel good vibe where I'm just like, I feel I just feel like I'm on the right track. OK, you well, know what that's, I'm well, that's good. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I think that <clears throat> through the conversations you and I have had on here, you've been thinking a whole lot more about taking accountability for the life that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And that is I was telling you about the wild wings. I don't know how people get through this thing called life because it's not easy without being brutally honest. I, I just yeah. I, I, I don't get it unless, well, I mean, I guess I do get it, but I, it couldn't be me. I, I guess I should say that. And so you're talking about ascending, elevating. I was just having a conversation with someone about, about luck, miracles, mm-hmm. and people, this, it's a facade. It's a lie. It's not a real thing. As far as I can understand this, we always call something a miracle or a luck or magic until we know what it is. Mm-hmm. So... We've been living for however many fucking years human beings have been living, and there's the, there's the witch trials, and there's this, that, and the third, and then every time we we figure out what something is, it's like, oh, that wasn't magic. Oh, it was this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have science now. We actually have some tools we can figure out. We got microscopes. We got telescopes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's actually this. You figure out what things are as we progress. And so this thing of luck, people thinking that they have bad luck or good luck or like this isn't their fault, this isn't their fault, like... This this thing of chance, I, I heard some people talking about it, and it made it made a lot of sense to me. Like flipping a coin is something we do as a fair shot at luck. Mm-hmm. Let's flip a coin to see who gets the kickoff, right? It's fair shots, chance. But if we knew how the quarter was positioned on someone's hand, and we knew the force at which we flicked it, <laughs> and we knew the humidity, and we knew the wind speed, and we knew all these things going on, yeah. you, we could conceivably predict mm-hmm. where that quarter is going to land. Yeah. We just don't know it, so we call it luck. And so that's what luck really is. We're just dumb and, and or just you know eager to believe in something or... Uh, just unknowledgeable, really. It's really what it is, just ignorance, honestly. And so we call things luck. And so this ascension, this elevation that you're talking about, and the way that you've felt about it in your life particularly, really comes from you, one, having the partner that you have, and you guys having the conversations that, you are, that you're having, mm. which, you know, pull the mirror back so you can look at yourself honestly and mm. think, oh, shit. Oh, I'm not as cute as I thought I was. I guess I got some stuff I need to work on. Mm. But it's not until you do that that you can start elevating. You stop thinking this is just luck. This is by chance. This person has this because of this. I don't have this because of this. There are causes and effects. And if we knew from from the start of Earth what everything that ever happened caused, if we knew cause and effect throughout all course of human history, every time anybody did anything and there was ever a pebble dropped in a lake that started a ripple effect onto the next thing, then we would know why everything is the way that it is at every moment in time. There would be nothing called luck. Mm-hmm. We would know what caused the next thing 
to happen. If I slap you in the face right now, you're going to get upset with me. We might have to fight. That would be we'd be able to see in real time something causal. We'd be able to see me slap you. You get angry. Us fight. My dad come over here. Break it up. We have to stop the podcast. We, we would see that cause and effect take place. But because there are things happening and we can't be everywhere all the time and monitor everything all the time, we don't know what is causing the next thing to take place. This is why I love that show Touch so much that got taken yeah, off air. I and I got to get that from, I know that that, that file was at the house. Yeah. I got to come by yeah. and find that file. I got to ask where she, where she set that USB. Yeah. But I got to get that. Touch is a, is a great show. I think it came on Fox back in the day. I think it was. Touch. Yeah, but it's just about this show. This, this I forget what, what they call it in like metaphysics, but there was this boy and he just understood intrinsically how the world sort of worked. But he, he was mute. He didn't speak. Mm. And he would just like kind of run around like in the middle of the street. He would cause a bunch of ruckus, right? Like he was just like a real nuisance to the people that were taking care of him. But every time they would go run after him or try to clean up whatever ruckus he was causing, something else would take place. And it was, and as the show went on, it would start to make sense to you why this boy was doing the things he was doing. Was a, yeah, the it cause was, effect. Like he, like he may be sitting at the table and, and knock his cereal and milk over, but he did that because he knew he was, he would, he knew that he needed to slow his dad down because if he had have been able to walk out the door, that he could have been hit by a car. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. it's, you know, it just gives you that, that like. So the boy knew the car was coming. He 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 knew he knew that there he knew that there was that there was problems coming because he, okay. he he was able to foresee the future. Okay, and it, and it kind of makes you think. It's kind of like you know when when you going down the street and you see that accident over there, or you saw it just happen, and you're like, oh, if it, it maybe if I hadn't have turned around because I left something and picked it up, was that me? that got hit. You know, w- when you're just thinking about things that mm-hmm. are that close. Mm-hmm. It makes you. It can make you think, but you don't know because it's something that there are causes and effects that are happening mm-hmm. that make things happen just the way they happen. It's that's just happening. when when I got in a car accident, like in like 2016, mm-hmm. when I first got in the car, I did not have my seatbelt on. My my girlfriend at the time, well, my fiance now, but my girlfriend then, mm-hmm. you know, was like, "Hey, put your seatbelt on." Five minutes later, my car is smashed in the shit and i often i often think like damn what if i didn't have my suit because yeah, yeah. <laughs> she could have not said but she, she could have yeah she didn't have to say nothing yeah she didn't have to say nothing yeah we was on our way to walmart to get some food make some fajitas that night i remember it <laughs> i remember it very vividly <laughs> yeah man it, it, it yeah it definitely gets deep uh so so I just so I'm just trying to live. I'm I'm trying to just be. I mean, more mindful of everything possible at all points in time, but certainly taking accountability for who I am, how I treat people, mm-hmm. what it is I'm encouraging in my life, mm-hmm. all that all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. And again, if I'm doing this, what am I sacrificing? When I'm doing this, what else am I sacrificing? Like th- those are real answers. Those are real things to consider yeah. because something's happening. It's either you're aware of it or you're not. Because, like, even when you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, like, well, I mean, you can make two decisions simultaneously. But I guess if you make two decisions, then it, maybe you've left two other things undone as well. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, what do you have a, an, an idea? Like, do you have an example of what you're talking about when you say two, two decisions well, at the same I'm, time? I'm saying, like, I'm OK. What I'm saying is, like, I think that it's it's possible. Like you're saying you make one decision. So 
one other thing has been just left to 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 rot, essentially. Well, what I'm saying, all right. So, I, I mean, I got you this cup of water, right? Right, and and I got you this cup of water. There, there's orange juice in there. There's this green juice that I'm drinking. So, what I'm saying is, you had a cup of water, and you sacrificed this green juice. You didn't have this green juice. Okay. You had this cup of water instead. Okay, okay, okay. So every time you decide to go get something, you might leave here. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna just stop on by Burger King before I get on 66. You got Burger King, so what you didn't get was Chipotle, or you didn't get Baja Fresh, or okay. you didn't go home and make a salad instead. Okay. Like every time you're doing something, you're not doing something else. Something I got else you. is. Take- I was overthinking it. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> something else is taking its place. Every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You're sitting in front of your loved one at home. Are you speaking to them about something meaningful that could possibly better you all's relationship? Because if not, then that's what you're not doing. Right. You're right, choosing right, right. to just speak about Kanye West and, and fucking Pete Davidson mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's what you're choosing to do. There's always every time you make any of the 10,000, 10 million decisions that you make <laughs> that a day, it, mm-hmm. there's 10 million that you didn't make. Mm-hmm. That's 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 pretty much what it is. So it's just about trying to be conscientious of what those decisions are. So when this all came from the whole social media thing, like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, scroll for 10, 15, 20, maybe in accumulation for an hour a day. I know people doing way more. I'm being generous because there are people that scroll for way more than an hour a day. But I'm just going to scroll for an hour a day and just look mindlessly at whatever little prank videos people are doing or whatever videos mm-hmm. people are talking about. Oh, fuck your man. If he does this, there was a video someone told me about where it was some woman saying, if you're out with your man and he turns his phone over, or he put he takes his phone mm-hmm. off the table. You need to leave him. That's terrible. That is deceitful activity. That's mischievous mm-hmm. activity. Not deceitful activity. He's trying to, you know, get the phone away from distraction. You don't want to be distracted. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, that's, right? That's I've, even, I've even started like when I do my homework, I'll just like put leave my like like I'm in I'm in the dining room doing my homework. I'll just put my phone on the charger just in the living room so that it's not there because I know that at some point I'm gonna pick it up just to like just to stop, just to break my attention from what it is that I'm doing. And for no reason other than that. Yeah. No, no, nobody called me. I didn't get a text. You didn't get a text. Nothing. nothing. You just you just picked it's, it up. It's there. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. crazy how that happens, right? How that yeah. flip happens. Yeah. Like yeah. you think at some point in time, someone's asking you, "Can you pay more attention to me? If you're in the room, can you be in the room with me, please? Yeah. Like be yeah. here, listen to me, look at me when I'm trying to express myself." And then it gets to a weird place where now the phone is the real focal point. And if you put that off to the side, oh, don't trust him. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. He took his phone <laughs> off the table. Women, leave that man. Yeah. He is cheating on you. Yeah. Crazy. That's a crazy flip in psychology. It's like it's it's um it's scary. Phones on the table. <laughs> wild, out, wild out there for people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like phones out on the table and phone flipped up, which is hilarious because that's the exact opposite of what was being told in that book, Reclaiming Conversations. I told you yep. I read about. Where you, turn, you, you turn it over. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, when it's faced up, people don't want to start talking about meaningful things because they don't know if that's going to go off and you're going to pick it up. Yep. Like it's a signaling to them that you're not really taking them seriously if it's up and you and if it lights up and they're talking about something that really means something to them. 
Someone in my family just passed. Can I talk to you about it? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. Oh, hold yeah, on a yeah. second real quick. Oh, hey, you see this video? This shit crazy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I often call you when you're like out to dinner or you're doing something. Why even text back? Why even text back? Yeah. Like, why, why do like, I text you? Yeah. Like, why do you like, hey, you know, I'm, I blah, 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 hit you later. You could just hit me later. No, I could do that. So this is what I do again. He everything. does that a lot. I'm telling you, I call. He won't call me back for another day. So like, yeah, does that happen? Just, yeah, it, 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 I mean, like, like, but, but, but I mean, but I mean, that's cool though. Because yeah, I'm, because, not, I'm because, not tripping about it. Because, Sometimes because, I'm on a mountain. No, no, no. Because you, I mean, because, because you have to reclaim your life. And if it was an emergency, I he'd know. Oh, I, for I, sure. You know, I'd blow the phone oh, for up. Sure, or, for sure, for sure, for uh, sure. Ton, ton of messages. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, if it if it ain't nothing like that, then you know. Yeah. If I get a if I get a if I get a, a voicemail, he's just Earl, call me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, hey, I need to call him back. But no, when I'm doing that, it ain't nothing to just look at whoever I'm at and be like, hey, listen, I'm gonna send this text message real quick. Just let them know what's going on because I, I don't I, I don't know what's going on. Like you might need to talk to me or whatever the case is, but I'm just gonna let you know, hey, dinner, like that that 10 seconds don't mean nothing to me. I can, okay. I can okay. have that and set that down. Now what I'm doing in that 10 seconds is I'm making a decision to to cater to you, to attend to tend to you <laughs> in our relationship and let you know what's going on at the moment. I'm not I'm not about to pick up the phone and have an hour long conversation with you yeah, while right. I'm hanging out with someone else. Right. So yeah. you, you know, there's just there's balance and things. <laughs> right. And so that's 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 pretty much what that's about. Yeah. But man, Jesus Christ. Of all you people out there that think that you, you just gotta be on the phone all the time and that the people hanging around you, if they're weirdos, that's exactly why my friend said he didn't wanna uh, he didn't want to have not have a drink in his hand at the club. It's the same thing as these weird social norms or whatever that have been sprouting up since the fucking the the dawn, the advent of technology. The way that it's been, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like all these new rules and regulations. Like, but, but but being different is better sometimes. You know, people just go there and not have you know. I think I yeah because you because so. you got because you just got to be who you are. You know? Being yourself is is one of the, I don't know I think it's one of the greatest things because I. I think it's one of the greatest things that I like about me is just I, f- I feel like I, you know, I just try my best to just be me. Like, I don't try to be anybody else. Yeah. Well, the thing is that that's what people are interested in anyway. Yeah. That people are drawn to those people yeah. that are truly just being themselves. And you can you can feel it. It's like it's you can sense it some people more than others. But there's like a radiation mm-hmm. from people that you can just tell are comfortable in their skin. They're doing them. Yep. And that's what it's going to be. There's something undeniably attractive about that thing. Mm-hmm. There's a, this, this conversation of, of beauty versus sexy that I find to be extremely interesting. Like you can think of someone, conceivably, you could think of someone that is sexy but not beautiful. You could think of that in your mind right now. You could think of someone that you think is sexy but not beautiful. You could think of that, correct? Eh, no, I, I mean I'm. Explain it more. Okay, it more. I think that this is maybe along the lines of like lust and love, but you could see someone that you find to be very, very um, <clears throat> like they have curves, but they don't have like much going on in the face. Is uh, that right? What are you saying? No, 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 because beauty, I think, is is something that goes deeper than than the looks i think that when you're talking about someone sexy i think mostly it's external okay okay mostly it's external and it's tantalizing it's like the candy in the candy shop it's Mm -hmm. like all the things socially that you're told like yeah like i'm supposed to want that thing Mm -hmm. right and then there's someone beautiful which i think beauty scales with time better 
I think that usually the way that we look at things conventionally, again, this is one of these traditionalist types types of things. Sexy is something that is usually, um, well, just a lot more dealing with the superficial. And a lot of the times younger. And then beauty is something that usually grows with age or it can grow with age as wisdom can because someone growing with wisdom and and having these dynamic lived experiences and learning from them can 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 add a richness to someone's life and a richness to their being and therefore richness to how they express and carry themselves mm-hmm. in the world. And so there is which is why people say age and like fine wine, like there is a way to age gracefully. And you can tell this is a, a beautiful, more refined person. When I think of the word sexy, yeah. not that someone beautiful cannot be sexy, but that you can delineate between the two. And you can think of someone that is sexy externally. They have all the things, they do the right things, they make the right movements, but they're not necessarily have a deep and rich beauty to mm-hmm. them. And you can see, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bring this up um, why do I bring this up? Um, why do I bring this up? I have no idea what I brought this up. What were you talking about before? I don't know. I let you I'm have on, some I'm of my focus. Being, uh, just being yourself. That's what oh yeah, about. yeah, yeah. So I think that that's that's a lot of what it what it has to deal with is I think that when you start to see someone really getting in the groove of who they are and they've had the time to really figure that out and flesh that out, you start to see a lot more beautiful and and attractive. Of an alluring of a spirit in front of you, aside from you know, versus someone that can just put on the nice clothes, you know, have a nice body, nice hair, whatever things that they might not even necessarily work for, but they put it together nicely and it's it's wrapped nicely. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of the way that he's developing the definition. Yes, of beauty. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he so so that's good that you explain that because that's a, that's a development of the definition of how we should think about that when he asked you that question. Yeah. So now you at least know how to maybe try to answer that question yeah. uh, behind the definition. Because we, we, you know, we've gotten these, you know, you can get that definition in Webster, you can get it in Wikipedia, you can get it- Urban you know, Dictionary. But, and, and who's it been formulated by mm. and the things that have been put in front of us and told us that this is beauty, this is sexy, mm. this is- and you know, you, no matter who you see, you see it. There's always somebody for somebody, mm-hmm. and so you understand that, you know, your definition is def- different different than mine. Mm. They may be similar, mm. they you know, but it's yeah. Uh, but it definitely gives you insight. You're right yeah, into yeah. how I'm looking at these things, yeah. which means what would be beautiful for me would be yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, a thousand percent. It's okay. a, it's a fuller definition. I get that. Of, I get of, that. Of beauty, so it's not going to be the one that you see in Webster. <laughs> so when you leave, be like, "What's me really?" We're all talking about beauty. <laughs> what are you talking about? Webster ain't saying nothing about none of the shit you was talking about. But yeah, I think I think that that's I think that that's extremely. Uh, I think it's worthwhile. I would say something that's extremely worthwhile, and you know, something we've talked about a whole lot is the things that our parents have said to us when we were young. Maybe you grasp it on on an elementary level. Maybe you didn't at all, and you just wish that they would stop fucking talking to you. And then later on, yeah. you, you gain some wherewithal yeah. and these things, these seeds that they don't plant they, it. They always come back. You know, they come back in some way, shape, form, fashion. And so one of the ones that, you know, he's been telling me for a long time is that you don't got to do nothing everybody else is doing. As you can yeah. tell, by the way, the, everything that he's saying on his podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't got to do nothing anyone else is doing. Find your own path, do your own thing. And I think that that piece 
a lot of things that he's told me that I think about a lot of time, but I think that one has been most instrumental to my nature, which would make sense, right? Like me not wanting to just fit in the mold of what everyone else is doing. I think that that one has scaled the most throughout my life uh, in every regard and anything I've ever done ever. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Feel confident and feel great in what it is that you do and, you know, have those convictions and mm-hmm. and move, move accordingly. Yeah. So I think that it is super worthwhile trying to figure out who you are, how you want to navigate this thing and, and doing it to the utmost of, of your abilities in the most truthful fashion possible. I think that it's, it's so worthwhile. Yeah. I think that it's, 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 it's like invaluable. I, I think it's so important. I think it's so imperative to who I am and what I've, what I've done and how my relationships have been established with people in my later years. It's it's super important. So I would I would definitely say that I would like to encourage people to take whatever steps it is that they feel is is I don't know available to them I suppose, and and, and try to do that. Try to figure out who you are, who you want to be. It's a great question to ask yourself. Like who who could you be? Who could you be if you allowed? If you allowed it, like who could you be? It's a, it's a wild, it's really a wild question to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Who could you possibly be? I think a lot of people, I think that like being a good person is something that's you, you good person or you not. But you can make the conscious effort to become a better person, not just a more athletic, healthier version. I mean, like you can become a better human being to other humans. You can watch yeah. that. You can witness that happen. Like you become a nicer person, a more considerate person, a more vulnerable person, a more empathic person, a more supportive like, person. I feel like we were. I feel like we had a conversation about this uh, a couple of weeks ago when I sp- I was speaking to you about just how I. Damn, what were we talking about? Um, damn, 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 damn. I don't know exactly. I don't remember the the exact conversation, but it was just the whole you saying just being a good person. I felt like that's kind of just what I was doing. Like I was okay with that. Like oh, I'm yes. a good person. Yeah, you were. So, yeah, you were talking about well, what women are you attracting? You were talking about you realizing that you were not who you thought that you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just being a good person for a long time. I just oh, I thought that was good enough. Yeah, 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 like that's good. Like I'm I'm a good person. I'm I'm about here. I'm better than these guys. I'm not using pejorative <laughs> yeah. terms with people. Yeah, I'm not like, slapping anybody in yeah, the face. I'm like, not robbing anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I'm good. Like, I mean, this is what I should be, right? I'm fulfilling most of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I should be good. Right. Yeah, but like being a good person, man, like in the long run, I mean, yeah, it's great, but there's there's still there's a lot beyond that. Well, there there are levels to being a good person. Yeah, yeah is yeah, really yeah. what it is. So yeah. you can just be someone that just ain't bothering anybody. Right. Like that's great. Yes, that's a great yeah. person. If yeah. you're just not causing anyone it's a good, else any good harm, starting place. at least yeah. at least do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if you're not gonna do nothing see, else, do about, that. You're talking about at least. At least. But that's what I'm saying. But some people are gonna do the least. Yeah. And so for the people that are gonna do the least, do that. Just don't step on nobody else's yeah. toes. If you yeah. don't want to do anything else, okay. Yeah. 
I'm not gonna make you, but just do that at home. Just yeah. be, just get out of everyone else's way. Yeah, I'm just. I feel like just right now, like more than ever, I'm just. I'm just figuring out. It's it's more out here. It's 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 more out here. It is. It it's is more. But out it's, here. It, yeah, it's great to witness, like witness yourself become a better person. Though. Yeah, just making conscious efforts to be a nicer person. You know, like I like these are things that I'll think about. Like I'm just I'm I'm out, and. Regardless of who I'm out with, sometimes like if if I'm out by myself 100 percent of the time and I'm and I'm, I don't know, going into a store, I'm buying something or I'm I'm at a restaurant. I'm talking to the waiter. I'm talking to the hostesses. I'm talking to the people. First name basis is we're, yep. we're, we're getting names and stuff like that. Then every once in a while, I'll go out with a group of people and then I don't do that. And I'll tell myself, oh, why didn't you do that? Like you like that's not what you do. Like, why are you choosing to like to hold back now that you're out with these groups of people? Like, do what you do. Talk to the people like, yeah, like that doesn't necessarily mean that you're putting everybody else in an awkward position because now they f- may feel like they got to do what you did. Now they got to introduce themselves to the way. Yeah. Do what you do. Be true to yourself. And so you can witness yourself again, making conscious efforts to be a good, a nice, considerate. Active listener and just interlocutor all together with other human beings. And it's just like it's a great thing to. To realize that you can build that up. Mm-hmm. It's not just you just you just are where you are. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can change. But even more importantly, it's important for you to do that because then you don't want to get into a situation where you're just like, oh, I don't I don't want to be who I am with these yeah. other group of groups of people, you know, because yeah. you're trying to now you're trying to balance how they may feel. Right. Which really doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're just being yourself, so mm-hmm. it yeah, you know, and it's not like you just being yourself as a as a drunk somewhere at the, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 I don't care. Yeah. I'm being myself. Right, I'm, right. Yeah. You know, just, so you know, because because it, it's two sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then you, you could know? just trying to be true to yourself, yeah. but that you yeah. being true to yourself truly in an aggressive way yeah, encroaches yeah. upon encroaches on everyone else. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that absolutely. makes sense. I'm so, just being myself. This you know, is who I am. You know, you know, you know. We have to. You know, no, to, you do. You, you know, we have to temper, you know, my sister every now and then. We like, you know, because <laughs> my sister being herself is being herself. But sometimes it's just like, OK, just just look, just relax. Just breathe. <laughs> just breathe. It's, it's OK. You don't have to yell across the room. They're coming back. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've had a yeah. we've, we've experienced a couple of things, yeah. you know, from yeah. time to time. You know, so it's yeah. just like, yeah. OK, it's just all right. Settle down. Yeah. But those, but those are good moments, man. I try to look at yeah. every, every one of these yeah. moments where I'm dealing with people and because the way that true. they live. And it's true because because she's being herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing, nothing out of the norm. You know, just you're not a caught off guard by it. Just just makes some people feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's yeah. you know, some, some things can make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Even a person being themselves, but not, you know, so. patience. you just have to be aware. You just got to yeah. exercise patience. patience. That's really, yeah. that's really what it is. Absolutely. I've Absolutely. learned, I've learned many lessons, many lessons in patience. Patience was like one of the hugest ones that I've definitely had to consciously put effort towards in the past couple of years. Yeah. Patience with everyone around me, just yeah. patience. Trying to understand where people are, the way they express themselves, what's really going on, you know, getting my ego out of the way so I can actually see that as opposed to looking at it through the lens of what I, I you know, I'm just perturbed. And so it's through the lens of rage, yeah. right, and frustration. 
It's like, okay, but, let me let me listen to what they got going on. Okay, yeah. this is why she thinks it's okay to scream at the waiter from across yeah. the room. Like, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. like this is what she's she's not trying to be mean. She just speaks very sternly about yep. getting her order correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that it could be done with a bit more tact and a bit more eloquence, but okay. Yeah. It'd be more eloquence and elegance, but this isn't me, but I'm going to sit over here and do what I can do. Right. Because that's what I control. Yeah. And so that's what I'm truly, firstly concerned with, what I can control. Yeah. So when they come over here and speak to me, they're going to come speak to a completely different human being. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's what's going to happen here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Keon, on, on, your, on your, you know, rise, on your ascension, ascension. just know that... Um, there should be no fear about about anything. This is just me saying because I that's the way I try to move without fear because thus far I'm still here mm. and everything's okay. So if you if you're trying to do good things, you you're gonna be fine. Whatever happens, yeah, because you've always been fine. So everybody, we've all had trials and tribulations, right? Two steps forward, three steps back. However you want to talk about it, you have issues but you keep moving yeah you keep moving so in the end what you're doing is great i'm glad that you're excited about it and uh and that is not the end all be all and don't think that it has to be because you may want to twist in a different direction Mm -hmm. something that grabs you more and don't be afraid of that Mm -hmm. and don't feel like you know oh well i've spent all this time Mm -hmm. doing this because a lot of times we do that People do that in relationships. Oh, well, man, I didn't invest it all this time over here. <laughs> this is what it's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. You know, I, you know, I never forget because I, I, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I can't. Well, go ahead. No, we no, got no, some aliases. No, 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 no. So, all right. So I know a person. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, I came across him and uh, we were talking. Okay. This way, this way, and it really wasn't me, but it was it was my friend Rick. But it, it won't it won't come back this way. But in any case, he's talking to somebody that he knows, and he and he knows that you know he's he was in a tumultuous relationship for a long time. But not even relationship, marriage. Right. And uh, Rick saw him. He said, "How's everything?" He said, "Man, you know what." If I had have killed it 25 years ago, I'd be out right now. <laughs> Damn. So, he, he was Damn. like, so it was just, it was just one of those things. Wow. It was, it, yeah, it was, it, was, and it was just, and it was the, it was the funniest thing I ever heard. But he was just like, you know, if I'd have done what I needed to do, when I knew I should have done it, I would have been out of fun. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's you easily know, the funniest just, response yeah. to that question yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So just like that's funny. That's been on his mind. On, yeah. on, on his mind. Yeah. You know? For sure. I would have been out by now. <laughs> For sure. Oh my goodness. This would have yeah. been year that's 23. Hilarious. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. That's I, crazy. You know, it all been over. Yeah, wow. man. Yeah. You don't want to be in that spot, man. You don't want to be in that spot, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's the cra- that's the craziest response you can have. That's a wild. That's a wild response. Yeah. 
All right, man. Let's wrap this up. You got some last words for the people, Keon? Um, oh, my uh, God. That's man, life, life can be super rewarding. Um, you just got to be brave enough to really just jump out there and grab them. You know, you just spoke about just not living with fear. Yeah. Um, which is something that, you know, in different parts of my life, I've definitely lived with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe being insecure, not being brave enough to tackle a certain objective or just not even believing in myself. Yeah. Um, but once you find some form of being brave, you you know, and you and you figure that out, I mean, that's the first step is just is, is being brave. But um, you know, I found that you know, even you know, the little rewards that I've that I've I've come across already is is you know, it's 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 doing something for me. And there's you know, many more to come, I feel like. A lot more rewards to come. Um fortune favors the brave, they say. So Yeah, I, I think I think that a lot of those little ones, you say that the little rewards I mean, a lot of times those are much bigger than we actually give credit to, because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of those little rewards add up to those bigger ones mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't have gotten those bigger rewards and those bigger accolades or just wildly immense senses of gratification if you hadn't had all those itty bitty wins that came before it. Yeah, that means something. That's why I believe those epiphanies happen. Epiphanies, just this realization that seemingly comes out of nowhere. But I think that those only come because you've had a bunch of little wins that you may or may not have truly acknowledged. Mm-hmm. But there was something on the way that you were, you were crossing off, you were getting done, you were accomplishing. You just may not have been, uh, you know, super grateful for it. But I, I think that that's extremely important. Those, those are my last words. She well, got, there, 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 there are two, two things that I would say. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, one comes from uh, motivational speaker Les Brown, who I had listened to all the time, all the time. And uh, he said, uh, how sad it must be uh, for a person to be laying in their bed near death to then realize that they never really lived. Mm. So when you think about that, you want to you wanna do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there will come a time, you know? And uh, so I'll leave you with that. And also, to the woman who's there watching her child lay dying in the street, or whatever the scenario is, who's, you know, praying to the Lord, Lord, why me? Why me? And uh, he answers, well, who would you suggest? Is there someone else that you would suggest? Life happens. Good things and bad things happen to good people. Um, And we have to figure out how we move on with that. That's the last words for me. Awesome. As we do. Yep. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Absolutely. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. So 105. Come on, Keon. You get some too. Yeah, go you ahead. get some too. Keon Hooks. Get some too. <laughs> yeah.